Now, New Zealand has extended a lockdown of its largest city, Auckland, by at least 12 days as authorities struggle with the growing new COVID-19 outbreak. Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern announced today Cabinet has agreed to maintain our current settings for an additional 12 days, bringing us to a full two weeks in total. Well, on the line now is Dr David Murdoch, who is infectious diseases expert, Dean of Otago University and member of the Technical Advisory Panel for COVID-19, which advises the New Zealand Minister of Health. And David, thank you very much for joining us again this morning. Um, can you tell us firstly, what, what is the latest situation in New Zealand? Yes, well, good morning. Yes, so the, the situation is, as you outlined, that uh, we had had about 100 days without documented community transmission then earlier this week. Um, the first cases, which were initially in, for members of a family, and in subsequent days, uh, that has extended that the uh, contact tracing and the investigation has identified uh, another, well, the total is now about 29, 30 cases uh, around the Auckland area. And uh, following the initial um, uh, identification of the community transmission, New Zealand was shifted up its alert levels. Um, we have a four-stage alert level. The Auckland area where the cases were went up to alert level three, which was a, a variation of a, of a shutdown situation, whereas the rest of the country went to level two, which is largely based around uh, physical distancing. And the announcement today is that this will continue uh, for another 12 days. And those 29 other cases that you're talking about, have they all been located in the Auckland area or has it spread beyond? The, some of the members of the initial uh, family that were detected uh, did travel outside Auckland and, in fact, two cases are from just outside the Auckland area. All of the cases are linked at this stage, so it, 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 they're all part of one cluster. Um, have you been able to narrow down the source of the outbreak then, as of yet? Not as, as of yet. So the investigation is still underway, but no obvious source has been identified. Because I know there was a lot of discussion about freight as a possible carrier of the virus in this case and surface testing going on on, on freight uh, that was coming into the country. What's the latest on that? Any possibility? Yes, uh, yes, that's absolutely right. And, and the reason was because the index case, the first case that was detected in this cluster, worked in a, a cold store that imported frozen goods. And so the question was raised about whether... Uh, the virus could have been imported uh, from other countries through that means. Um, it's regarded, uh, although this sort of investigation, you do need to keep an open mind on balance. This is seen as rather a, a remote possibility, but it's still being investigated. How concerning is it, David, that you haven't yet been able to find the source of the outbreak? Because, as you say, it looked like New Zealand had this beat in a way, you know, 102 days mm. without community transmission. You had all your controls in around the airport and the borders. A lot of talk about how hard New Zealand had come down on this virus and yet somehow it has slipped through and nobody knows how. You know, how concerning is that or does it make you question your approach at all? It, it doesn't, it, it, uh, it would certainly be helpful to know. I mean, if we know where it's come through, we can rectify the situation and so it certainly would be very, very helpful to know that. So yes, we would definitely want to know, but it doesn't, uh, you know, it doesn't alter the kind of investigation. It doesn't alter the, the, the levels. We can still c come back to where we were without identifying the sources, but as long as we can 
define the outbreak and be assured that all of the cases have been found and have been in isolation, uh, have been put into isolation. So, um, yes, I mean, we're, we're very keen to find out, but as as so far, that hasn't been the case. Because there has been a lot of talk here about the idea of a, t- taking a zero COVID approach and whether it's something that we should be looking at in conjunction perhaps with the UK or even even on a larger scale. Um, but our politicians say, no, it's not It's not practical. It doesn't um, allow for international travel in a way that we would like to have, you know, in terms of closing down the borders, etc. Do you think it is sustainable to have a zero COVID approach? Yeah, very good question. And of course, this has been raised by the New Zealand public saying, well, is this something that is this the future going to, going to be, you know, the occasional out, um, shutdowns will be needed when you have these cases, these clusters that appear? Well, I guess we've gone 100 days without it. So it's not necessarily something that happens every week. But it is a good question going into the future. And the focus at the moment has been on uh, if there are ca- having a very rigorous approach at the borders and systems in place, but knowing that no system is perfect, so also having a system so that if you, you can identify very quickly, trace and contain any outbreak that occurs. So the New Zealand public is is still supporting this. Uh, I guess if this happens repeatedly, that, that will be less so, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, we, I don't know if you're aware, but we've had three counties here in Ireland go into a sort of lockdown as well over the past week uh, with much bigger outbreaks now than what you're talking about. Um, the figures are in the hundreds rather than in the tens. Um, and there's been a huge mm-hmm. debate here about whether it's too blunt an instrument because the area involved you know, is, is pretty large. Um, it involves three counties. Would it not have been possible to make it more refined? Is is there any similar debate in Auckland? Obviously, you know, um, big city, um, that it could have been more refined rather than putting the whole city to, uh, into lockdown? Yes, uh, that has been questioned, but because of the movement uh, from people's home to the workplace and to schools, it was seen as being uh, fairly uh, a pragmatic decision to, to have the whole city. Uh, but yes, I mean, that, that, that has certainly been questioned. Okay. Just then, with this whole outbreak, do you reckon that'll slow down the opening up of the so-called Trans-Tasman bubble, the travel corridor with Australia? Oh, oh, for sure. But in fact, what's happening in Australia is is of even more concern. So I think Mm -hmm. that is the main reason that isn't opening up. But we were talking only a week ago of opening up to the Cook Islands um, and perhaps looking at the South Pacific. Well, I think that's not going to happen until... Uh, we've got everything under control in New Zealand. Can I just ask you then, David, finally, as an infectious diseases expert and looking at what's happening with this virus around the world, indeed in your own country as well, uh, where you've come down very hard in the virus and it's, it's still popping back up, um, what, what's your prognosis as such for the, for the future? Like, how long will we be living with this virus, do you think? How long will we um, be waiting for a vaccine? Yes, everyone's asking the question about the vaccine. I think we'll, there's a fair chance there will be vaccines ready toward the end of the year, but ready be, meaning uh, ready to be produced and then and then rolled out. So, of course, New Zealand is going is is of course interested in the vaccine, but concerned about when it will get enough of of that vaccine, um, knowing that it's not going to be the highest priority. I suspect it's the same in Ireland as well. And uh, and so that's been more of the issue, knowing that it's it would likely, if things go well, that it will be later next year. So, yes, uh, the uncertainty is certainly 
concerning people about what will happen until then uh, because there's, there's no other clear strategy that's been articulated at the moment apart from hoping for a vaccine. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us this morning. That's Dr. David Murdoch speaking to us from New Zealand. We'll be back after this. Today with Sarah McInerney on RTE Radio 1.